Hello everyone, and welcome back. We are in no means experts on any of the topics we are about to discuss. We are, however, lifelong friends along with a slew of guests we will have joining us. There's nothing we love to do more than to voice our opinions on multiple topics. Some of you will agree with us, some of you won't. We can honestly not care either way, we just hope you enjoyed the banter. So without further ado, we encourage you to sit back, relax, and welcome to the chat. I am one of your co-hosts, Mike McCall, with my ever-so-lovely co-host, Jared Trudeau. Hello, everyone. Yep, welcome back. Another little hiatus we had. Uh, honestly, it's just not a lot of things going on right now that we've been dying to... Well, that's not There's a, that's things, not, but we, we're waiting to talk about them. We literally can't wait to talk Star Wars. Like, oh. it's been gnawing at us, but we all agreed that I'm waiting to talk about it right now i know but we all agreed <laughs> waiting until the mandalorian finale which honestly i'm slightly begrudgingly like agreeing with it now that i think because it's like wouldn't how great would it have been if we would have just been able to get willie on here and then we go over some of these random fucking theories that have been popping up before the finale oh, reveals yeah. anything to see where we were off or anything like the who done it that's in it right now yeah who's the but, spy <laughs> but we've we we're, we're 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 too far gone on that one because <laughs> we've already started recording and Willie's not here, so <laughs> we will just have to uh we'll 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 save that. That's going to be a very quick turnaround though for episodes because we're literally going to be recording the day after the finale. Yes, and we're the only reason we're not doing the day of the finale is because I have basketball practice. Which is my stupid little segue into what this episode's <laughs> topic is, and that is NBA playoffs. We're also playing 2K. We are also playing 2K <laughs> at the time. So if, you, if, if there are any other random things that don't make a lot of sense, just know it's us reacting to 2K bullshit. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, so we are, the play-in has been done. The first, oh, good lord. <laughs> Perfect, perfect timing for the 2K bullshit. <laughs> Anyways, play-ins done. Uh, every series has had their pl- has had their game ones. Um, yeah, I'm surprised that some of these we were just talking about before we started hitting yeah. record. So, ooh, so what I think we're going to oh, start with is because of we'll start with our favorite teams to get our our series out of the ways, but. We'll start with the bigger surprise of our two favorite teams. Um, the Lakers handedly Bro. dealing with the with the Grizzlies in that first game. <laughs> On the road. Sixteen and all run in the last like two minutes or something. Like and that. like you did it with Rui Hachimura and AR fifteen. Bro, Rui went off. Like what Rui had what, twenty nine, AR fifteen had what, twenty three, and then Braun and AD both had like 20 and 21 or something like that. Yeah, they each all I don't know the exact numbers, but I know all four of them scored over 20. Points. Yeah, all four of them were in the 20s. 20. So, like that's just insane. Oh. Like and the everyone knew that that there was crazy. Like Memphis was they were the fans and the team were all ready for that and then the Lakers just came and shushed them. Like I mean to play devil's advocate for the for the Grizzlies, uh, I mean, no Stephen Adams, no Brandon Clark. Those are two big. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, going into two, it, knowing they well, were injured, I was like, I 
like honestly there's like I, there are adjustments that could be made there for him but like like steven adams would dominate the glass and everything but if i remember correctly because i didn't want I, I couldn't watch the beginning of the game because i was at mm. work but i'm assuming the lakers starting five was anthony davis at the five and yep braun playing the four even though i mean he really does plays whatever position yeah it was ad braun ar15 delo and who was the last person i forget who the last person was but it was them them four yeah so like that's a small lineup and like I don't know how much Steven Adams helps in that because like if they're not playing another like real big along AD, Memphis is gonna have the defensive player of the year guarding Anthony Davis. So oh, yeah. like at that point it's like who's Steven Adams is supposed to guard? Like like that rebounding rebounding torched by or- Yeah, rebounding sure he would be a huge help, but like Especially if Rui's dropping twenty nine and doing Bro, it as athletically as he was, too. yeah, like, and he was just so explosive off the dribble and just using he his was speed. splashing from three. Like, I just don't see like Ad- Stephen being that effective of a defender against him. So I'm like, how big? But the Brandon Clark injury, I think that like Brandon Rui would have been like definitely would have been Brandon Clark's pickup. And Brandon Clark is a terrific defender. So mm. I think the Clark injury is going to hurt Grizzlies more than anything. Um, that being said, I, as much as I hate the Lakers. Bro, they looked dangerous. I think the Grizzlies after this season that they're talking all that they've been talking all this shit all season long for no reason. So I'm kind of OK with a little humble pie. Maybe <laughs> maybe not let the Lakers beat them in a seven game series, but I wouldn't mind the Lakers pushing them to seven games and making them absolutely work for those four W's to win the series. Uh, <laughs> I will say I'm one. I'm curious of what John Morant's going to be doing here. Cause he absolutely oh, yeah, that dickered wrist. his hand. Up. Yeah. We yeah. didn't even talk. We didn't even mention that one. Yeah. No, I mean, it's okay. You're standing right in front of me. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like I don't, Obviously, if if he's out, out, especially on a shooting hand, like, bro, even if he's not out, depending even on if how he's severe, in, how is what is he? Like, how much is it going to affect it? Because it's a shooting. It's a shooting hand um, because let's face it, the Grizzlies. Yeah, they're a good, fairly deep team, but they're not winning a playoff series without jaw. No. Like they're they're not. They don't have the talent for that. No. So and like like you can say what you want about the Lakers, but this is a completely different Lakers scene. Oh, this is yeah, like without even, Ja, this is I mean, I, we even had the discussion that that de- that deadline deal that they made literally like it replaced ha- over half of their roster. <laughs> like over half was, of their roster is was not on their roster day 1 of the season. I chuckled during all the televised uh coverage because they're all just Rob Palinka turned this season around and we and like <laughs> granted me and you have always given said like yes we're not we're not sitting there behind closed doors but we just the two of us knowing basketball and everything we're sitting there it's like 
I don't know. We got Danny Age involved, <laughs> who is known oh, for swindling, swindling teams in deals. And then you're going to tell me, though, that Rob Plinka, who has done nothing but fumble the bag at every possible turn, uh, was the one that masterminded this deal. I'm going to say it was definitely Danny Ainge saying, oh, shit, we were supposed to be tanking for for Wimbenyama. Uh, <laughs> sell everyone that's making us successful. And then they just went ahead and got Minnesota in the mix, too, because Minnesota needed to find something to salvage some picks from... Uh, that blasphemous Rudy Gobert trade, which absolutely him, him getting in that fight and not being in the playing game against the Lakers made me so lit. I was like, I, <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know if you noticed, but, uh, him being in the game in the playoff game with the nuggets didn't matter because the nuggets won by like 20 points. <laughs> the nuggets absolutely oh destroyed. And it wasn't even like, I will give him that. It wasn't Joker who killed him because Joker actually fouled out of the game and he only had like, I think like 13 or 16 something. He was in the teens for points. Uh, But like Jamal Murray, Jamal Murray had 20 something. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. had like 18. Bruce Brown had 15 or 14 off the bench. So I was like, it, it was a good team. Like every single starter scored double digits. Like even uh, K- KCP had 15, Aaron Gordon had 13, yeah, something like that. So like it was a great team win. It was just the Nuggets playing the way that the Nuggets played, and honestly, that that win more than anything is the point that like kills me when people keep discrediting them. People don't think that the Nuggets are a legit contender because of whatever reason they've only been the most consistent team all year round. But sure, we'll discredit them because they don't play their best player is a gigantic white boy that has zero athleticism <laughs> like that's the only thing i can think of that they, like that people can say against them is that they're built around oh, a giant what? fat white boy that does not that can't clear a piece of paper no. so i mean but the nuggets are going to run away with that series oh yeah that one to me uh, is not even going to be close yeah but you know what I was lit about last night, just because I I I can't stand. I'll I'll go into it deeper here. But Phoenix losing. There's oh, so many reasons I loved that. <laughs> uh, one playoff Kawhi, like Kawhi. I I I really want to love Kawhi, and for a long time I truly did. Um, until I did when he was on the Raptors. Well, not even no. No, like I loved him all the way up until he basically started bad mouthing probably the greatest basketball culture in the entire league and forcing that trade out of San Antonio. Mm. Um because yeah, I don't that care was ugly. I don't care who you are. Uh the Spurs are the best ran organization. There was a reason that they went twenty years of making the playoffs and having fifty plus win seasons. Mm-hmm. And winning five titles in those year, in those twenty years. So, no, I, and you are the only one that has ever stepped foot in that organization that has apparently had a problem with the way they run things. Right. So, like, I'm going to put the blame on you on that one, big dog. 
but he's an incredible player. He just doesn't play. That's what pisses it, me no. off. He, it's the same thing he did in Toronto, his one year at Toronto. He sat out once a year, and then he played every single game of the playoffs. And of course, you know they won a title, and because he's outside of his mind. But it's like you can't even like muster yourself to to be on the court for at least like you know, we're not even talking like. He's missing. He's not even playing 60 games. That's without Paul. They won without Paul George. Yeah, and Paul George is out. And Paul George is another like Paul George. I love Paul George when and especially when he was in Indiana. But now Paul George went to L.A. and adopted the Kawhi method of I'm not really going to play that much. Yep. although at least with Paul George, I've seen him like he legit got a little like dinged up here or there and wanting to make sure he's 100 percent. And co- between that and then Kawhi straight up, like literally not playing just because I don't want to play this game. That's what it feels like most of the time when I see Kawhi does play. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, they'll always say it's an injury, though. It's always like, oh, he's resting something, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah. okay. But the reason I was lit about it, like, granted, I, I'm not a Clippers fan, obviously. I'm a Lakers fan. Uh, <laughs> I cannot, one, I can't stand Devin Booker. I I he's a terrific player, but he's he's not even half the player he thinks he is. No. So I can't stand him. And also, I just love the fact that KD jumps ship to this fucking stacked team just to start losing in the playoffs. Like Bro, obviously it was only one game, but like still it's just like <laughs> But it was a it was a home game yeah. that they blew. And they, it's that they lost. Just, it's amusing to me. Well, it's the same thing where it was like, how much belief are you really going to have in a team where K- even after the trade, KD only played seven games? Yeah. With like, it's like that's you're not. They were like, I I remember seeing something on fa- or, uh, social media. It was like this is the first game with Phoenix that KD's lost. It's like, well, it's because he's barely played. <laughs> like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like you're begging with that, bro. Uh, real quick, I'm I'm going to I'm specifically picking a series to talk about last. So let's let me get into the Celtics one. Um, Celtics Hawks. That's no, just not it, boring. What honestly, it was probably so Atlanta closed the gap <laughs> and made it only a 13 point loss. But we were up 30 at halftime, and we were up 30 a majority of the third quarter. <laughs> and then we kind of just bench players. And I that's what really started. I don't see Atlanta having the no, I, uh, to I, match up against the Celtics. Normally, I don't like to assume it's gonna anything's going to be a sweep because any team could win on, a, on their home floor. And like yeah. Atlanta does have talented players that could go off. To to get like a one to to get a game in Atlanta, you know, Trey Young, Dejounte, Bogdan Bogdanovich, they could all pop off for a huge game. Um, that being said, what the- we swept KD and Kyrie Nets last year. I think we're gonna sweep the Hawks this year. Yeah, I don't, I don't think the Hawks are gonna. Um, that's all I'm gonna say about that series, honestly, because I don't think there's much to talk about. I think. Other no. than other than the Celtics did a good job of setting a tone and sending a message like we are here to because everyone's been counting them out because they 
like we we kind of slipped there in the middle of after the all-star break for a little bit and fell out of the first spot in the east and milwaukee mm-hmm. took it from us and there was like we we weren't shooting the ball very well our defense was not where it needed to be but like they came out and they were like nope we're we're still the same team that won the east last year and we're still going to compete for the for the title again this year at least the eastern conference title uh Embiid Embiid's worrying me a little bit oh. but at the same time it's also what they're playing Chicago, Miami Chicago not they Chicago. are playing Lynette. Brooklyn Brooklyn yeah and like Nick Clack Nick so he's going against Nick Claxton who Nick's Claxton great player but Embiid's what 7'1 285 pounds compared to Nick Claxton's 6'10 220 Embiid, Embiid's gonna feast on on that poor man. Um, that though, I think that I I think the Nets are, I think that series is going to be a lot more close than Game One um, made it appear. Because Game One was like Brooklyn kept it close, and then Philly pulled away late. Um, I th- honestly, I think that series is going to go six and it's not because Embiid's not going to be able to do enough. Um, Brooklyn has some terrific perimeter defenders and I think there's going to be a few games where, uh, Mikhail Bridges and Dorian Finney-Smith and them are going to lock, are going to slow down Maxi, Tobias and Harden enough and Embiid can't, isn't going to be able to win the game, the games by himself. Mm-hmm. So I think that series is probably going to go at least. I would I would be surprised if it doesn't go at least six, at least giving Brooklyn like the two home wins. Um, yeah, I... yeah. It's like these first, like really, like to me, there's only I can't even say that in the East, in the East, just because of how like I can't even say that anymore. <laughs> Well, no, because if Giannis is going to stay out, that Heat Buck series, because the Buck, the Heat won game one. Oh yeah. So like, if Giannis, Jimmy Butler like, went off, he had like almost forty points at the start of the f- fourth quarter. Playoff Jimmy Butler is real, and he's a menace. So yeah, I was already not convinced that that was going to be an easy series for him, for for Milwaukee. And if Giannis can't well, play, they the first seed last year. The yeah, Heat? they were they were the first seed last year. So like and they and like their roster didn't change. It was just they it was just something about them in the regular oh. season that they were just yeah, that's okay. Um but it was <laughs> just something in the, so bad. <laughs> so, there was something in the regular season where it's just it was they just couldn't figure it out. But Spolstra is a top tier coach and mm. that roster has insane talent with all the experience in the world. So Literally. like that that series any that team playing team the Heat, has like finals experience pretty much bro because that's oh, like almost the same team as the bubble pretty much at least it's the the majority of the core of it is yeah but literally I was sitting there so happy when Miami lost to Atlanta and the plan knowing that we wouldn't have to play Miami in the first round <laughs> right. because I was not looking forward to that uh prospect again just because that. I know. <laughs> but so like I can't even say that the disparity 
between the Bucks because if Giannis doesn't play, there's no way. Like, I don't. There's no. I don't see Milwaukee winning a series against anyone without Giannis. Like Middleton and no. Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday had a great game. But he's been playing well this year in general. Drew Holiday, yeah. Drew Holiday, sh- honestly, probably should be All NBA at least third team at minimum this year. Like Drew Holiday has had a career year, but Holiday and Middleton with that roster around them is not going to win a seven game series against that Miami Heat team without Giannis. Giannis fell so hard on his tailbone too. Honestly, like so, I, so that, but Milwaukee, uh, like. Philly and Boston have nothing really to worry about, I would say. Um, just because Embiid's that much of a beast and Boston has Boston ha on correct me if I'm wrong because I'm gonna come off sounding biased because it's my team. <laughs> Name another team that has better depth in the playoffs. Lakers. Name a team that has better depth. <laughs> huh? I said Lakers. <laughs> okay. No. <laughs> now they, they have a good team now, a team that any, that with LeBron and as long as AD stays on the, on the floor, no team is going to really want to play them either because they're, they're, they're dangerous. Oh yeah. So, um, I mean, but, honestly, like I would golden States got, no, like, Iguodala doesn't doesn't play because he's hurt. Uh, like yes, they have experience because of last year's playoff run and getting Gary Payton back from from Portland and at the deadline help is helpful. But I watched that, them. Uh, that I, they dude didn't, from Milwaukee has been playing well from what I've seen. Dante DiVincenzo has probably been like. Without Dante DiVincenzo this year, I don't think they they're probably in the play in because of Andrew Wiggins injury. Like Dante DiVincenzo has been was huge. And like that's why he got the start uh in game one was because Wiggins like it was his Wiggins first game back, which crazy stat line because we're obviously we're just gonna hop right into what I think is going to be the best series of the first round of Golden State and Sacramento after watching the first game. Um, yeah, it was a crazy stat that I found out watching that game. Uh, that was the first game in Andrew Wiggins's career coming off the bench. He has started every single game he has played in until that playoff game. Wow. And it's only because he, neither did I, I mean, I figured like, you would always think he's like, yeah, cause he's been, he's had some like little injuries. So you always just assume like. Oh, you know, ease him back in in a regular season game or something I mean, like that. To be fair, he was on a trash Timberwolves team. Yeah, but even still, still, it's just it, it's just a thing that like he's just been in the league so long that it's just like wow, that's actually just impressive at the length of what his career's been at. Even though he's still super young, like it doesn't seem like he's been in the league so long, but he's been in there what almost a decade now. It's been a minute. I think he's been in just as long as Giannis. If I remember correctly, him and Giannis were in the same draft class. Because I could have swore the same that Jabari Parker and Giannis both got drafted the same year to Milwaukee. 
and that's what kills it is because Giannis was everything Milwaukee thought Jabari was going to be for him. Or it was a year after. I don't know. Either way. Like, he's been in the league a hot minute. And you're telling me that's the first time he's ever not started a game in his entire career? Yeah, that's crazy. I don't... Yeah. But no. Uh, I You've already you've already had, like, you've had me talk to you about that Kings game. Literally, it was insane. Like, both teams average average 120 points a game in the first game it, the final score was 126 to 123 and it could have been more because Steph was wide had a wide open three that granted it was a weird little like runner three instead of an actual like straight jump shot but like he's hit we've seen him hit less crazy shots mm-hmm. so he hits that they go to overtime there's a real chance that score is going up to the up into the 140s Bro, but, it's I mean, it's crazy. Darren Fox had thirty eight. Malik Monk scored, got up into the thirties with his scoring as well, and then Steph had seventeen points going into the fourth quarter, and <sighs> at, and ended with like I think thirty thirty or thirty two. Bro, I love the video of Darren Fox. He's like, I didn't guard Steph for that long. He's like, but man, he's like, <laughs> he just runs everywhere, and the video is just nuts. Yeah, like there's even like in his post game interview because he he hinted at J.R. Smith because J.R. Smith I yeah. think he was what was it old man in the three he popped up talking about Delhi yeah. yeah talking about Delhi like almost dying defending Steph in the fifteen finals yep and he was even like J.R. wasn't lying no and it's also just hilarious because Delhi's on the Kings now. Oh, is he? Yeah, I mean, I think he's got like a fractured hand. So and he, so and it's Delhi. So it's not like he's ever gotten like serious yeah. playing time. But the, the he, only reason he played that is because Kyrie was hurt. But he is. <laughs> well, no, he was still Kyrie's backup, so he would have gotten some playing time. But it wouldn't have been at that level that he got. No. But still, like he, uh, like he's on the team and everything. With all that, and yeah, just, but like, cause. I watched like De'Aaron Fox and I've De'Aaron Fox surprised me because yeah, he didn't guard him for that long, but there was a few possessions where I've never seen someone be able to keep up with Steph for like, cause he was with him every step of the way on possessions just because how fast De'Aaron Fox is. Yeah. But like he stayed up with Steph at every step and Davian Mitchell off the bench was the when he came off the bench, he was the primary uh, defender for Steph because that's his, that's what his, he's best at. And even he did a surprisingly good job. Like it's Steph, so Steph's still gonna get his points because he like he did. But I have <laughs> never. It's just the fact that they stayed with him off the ball so well. I don't remember. He just never stops running, bro. Dude, literally, there's a whole video of a single possession where, and it was the it's one of the possessions that I'm thinking of too in my head of like De'Aaron Fox was with him the entire step, every step he took. Oh, De'Aaron yeah. Fox was with him, but he literally covered. I think he ran around the the half court, uh, like three times. Yeah, it was not before he finally just hit this insane floater over Sabonis. <laughs> of course, yeah. 
so like i just oh i had so much it, to me it's just so much fun having basketball in sac like playoff basketball in sacramento again it's been like, so long the so the fan long. the fans were excited for it they brought the cowbells back which honestly <laughs> apparently was a big deal i was not old enough to i'm i wasn't old enough to remember the the significance of the cowbells in king's games because i mean i think even in 2006 they weren't actually like really competing so it wasn't really since like 2004 when i was 10 that they were like actually (laughs) competing so i mean but oh the the crowd was in it the fact that it was a close game just made it even better with the crowd going at it and the fact that the kings had to do a what what was it a 15 it was like 15 to 4 run in the last three minutes of the third quarter to cut to erase a 10 point deficit and giving gave themselves a one point lead going into the fourth oh man (laughs) and literally i swear darren fox it almost felt like he didn't miss like he's good bro he's i knew he was always good but like i've always known him good as like a attacker but i'm saying like this dude was stepping up setting into threes and was just splashing everything it was it was an intense game to watch and i absolutely loved it i mean i'm not even like i'm pulling for the kings the kings are my west team who do you have who do you have winning that series I, I think the Kings win it just because of home home court advantage. Like you can say whatever you want with uh the Warriors and they have all the experience and blah blah blah. <laughs> um their regular season record proves that they struggle to win on the road and mm-hmm. they don't have home court. Even though it's only like an hour and a half or two hour <laughs> drive from San Francisco to Sacramento. They don't have home court advantage, and they struggle to win outside of Oracle, or not even Oracle, Chase Center, not the Oracle anymore. That's partly why I'm so excited for the Lakers and Memphis to go to L.A., because Staples Center hasn't had a playoff game in how long now? Uh, (laughs) No playoff game in 2020. They... No, because 2021, they lost very quickly I was in the say, first round I, of Phoenix. Yeah, um, it was not. But it was 2021. But even then, I don't think the fan, that was the year that they still didn't really have fans in the stands yet. Like, limited. I think it was limited. So it wasn't like a packed staple. Or, sorry, it's Crypto.com uh, Arena. Yeah, screw that it's always yeah, it's staples it's staples. <laughs> honestly like i said when they when the name change happened i was just surprised that staples was able to afford the naming rights for as long as they were i know like it's a shame but like whenever i said staples center like growing up it was always staples center. i never thought of staples never it was just staples center it just the logo fit perfectly on the on that on the on the roof it just everything fit literally it just like <laughs> i didn't it to me it was never staples it was like oh that's where the lakers play like it's staples center it, yeah it wasn't like <laughs> It wasn't like, you know, some of these arenas where it's like quick and loans arena or, you know, like shit like that. It's like, no, this is. Or, oh, what was, <laughs> what was, uh, 
no my one of my favorite one of my favorite arena names for the naming rights was phoenix i think it was like early in devin booker's career they literally had a casino by the naming yeah. rights for, so for like two or three years it was like what was it like walking sticks or something yeah, casino arena it literally was that yeah <laughs> it was some sticks it was walking or talking sticks i can't remember though Emmy sure <laughs> dying Bro, <laughs> it's yeah, just like what a was... random name or uh indiana banker's life field house is that <laughs> indiana I can't remember because Indiana had a long one too. I know it was the Field House. It's always like the nickname was always the Field House. Yeah. Uh, to, even back with in Reggie Miller time. But to me, it was like the two two I always remembered was Staples Center for obvious reasons, and then the Palace. Like, bro, I'm I don't. Let's not even get into it because I'm still mad at the city of Detroit. It breaks my heart they tore down the palace. Hey, welcome to our shitty city. Um, we're going to try to rejuvenate one single street in downtown by building all the new shit there. Um, so <laughs> you're going to turn down the palace. You're going to tear down the palace at Auburn Hills so that you can go and and Joe Louis Arena. That's what honestly, yep. that's what pissed me off more than anything. It's not even that it was just they dish, They had two of the most iconic stadiums in sports and they turned them they tore them down just so that they could put both the red wings and the pistons in the same shitty little cedars arena in downtown Bro, i don't know if i'm it's going shitty. to see drake I don't, i'll let yeah. you know when i go yeah. see drake i don't i i'm i'm sure it's <laughs> I, honestly i'm sure it's not bad but it's not the joe and it's not the palace the palace, bro, the palace i'm just glad I'm just glad Tayshawn Prince isn't on the team anymore because it would be so devastating for Prince to not have his palace. Oh, I love that. That was <laughs> always my favorite thing. The Prince of the Palace and his Tayshawn. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, buddy. God. But no, for me, I, I'm, I'm kind of the same way because like Boston, it's it's the yeah. TD Garden. No, it's Boston Garden. I don't. I don't care. What is it like TD Bank Ameritrade or something like that? No, no it's Boston Garden. Garden. It's the it's the Boston Garden. Can't because can't say the Garden because that's MSG. It's, it's you got to say the the Boston Garden. Whatever the Boston Garden. But still, that's all. It's always going to be you, even if they even change the name to where it doesn't even have Garden in it. It's still going to be everyone will still call it the the new Boston oh, Garden. Definitely. But I don't know. Yeah naming rights um <laughs> what was hold on let me see here because i know we i feel like we missed a, a series um cleveland and new york oh right okay that is going to be the second best series that i also think will go seven games um I just don't want the Knicks to win just because I think it's so funny that the fan base has just been getting screwed forever. It's funny. <laughs> However, I am and don't get me wrong, I'm not a I have not a lot of love lost for the Knicks because they're in the same division as Boston. Yeah. However, I love basketball, I love the NBA and as much as you might hate it, the NBA is better when the Knicks are competing. Like that's the same thing with that's the same reason why I still want the Lakers to be competitive. I, I don't want them to be title competitive, but like <laughs> you know, like a fifth consistently in the fourth or fifth seat. Like the 
the Lakers having a good team makes the league better. Same with same with the Knicks, same with Boston. Mm-hmm. Uh honestly, my because of growing up in Michigan in the time frame that we did, uh Oof. I would also like to say that the Pistons being good, say and Chicago being good is also but the Pistons have been the Pistons have been bad for so long, it's really hard to to say that. Because the league's been doing pretty fine without them since they have been bad. Because what? They made the finals again in 05, lost to the Spurs in, I think, what, six or five? Six or five games. So, like, but, like, outside of that, have they? No, because they did make the Eastern Conference finals in 2007. But lost to to young LeBron. Yeah. But after that, they haven't done anything. So, but they haven't done anything. And I I know they made the playoffs like maybe once or twice, but they they haven't made it out of the first round Mm-mm. since two thousand seven. So like I just I just do wish the Pistons would figure their lives out. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Just because I have fond memories of, like, it's so weird. Like, they were the uh, one NBA team growing up that I liked, other than the Lakers. And I tell you what, that finals, I was <laughs> torn. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, like that's the thing, though. Like, because again, um, we were ten when they won the title. Like, yeah, I watched it and everything like that, and I still love those Pistons teams, but like. I'd sit there watching Fox Sports Detroit, literally being able to watch every single Pistons game oh, that yeah, was played. Oh, where we the coverage? And, or where we because were. of the coverage, and so like, I'm sitting here, I'm thinking of the Rodney Stuckey's, Greg Monroe. Bro, Rodney uh, Stuckey was a beaut. He was like, it's like that era of Pistons where they were terrible, but it's like that's the team I know because yep. that's the team I watched the most of and remember the most of because I was older when all that was going on. Like I still have, I there, Greg Monroe still has a soft spot in my heart as a basketball player. Like I, Ooh, I, I love, button. I love, I love a big man with a good post game. Same reason why I've always loved LaMarcus Aldridge his entire career. Hmm. The low post games underrated and underutilized. But, Bro, but I, I know Bert is uh, excited for this Cavs. He's a, Apparently he's a big Donovan Mitchell fan. I don't blame him. It's really hard to be hating on Donovan. Right. That's he's, what I told him. I was like, I, I just like Donovan Mitchell too. I know I've said it before, but I just love being proven right. Because I remember in our preseason episode that we did talking about it, you were like you and Willie were both like we'll wait and see how Donovan like me, meshes and stuff. Chris. Was it Chris? It was Chris. Yeah. You guys were like Saying, well, we'll see how he meshes with the team and everything. And I'm just like, bro, this is the AAU era of NBA, man. It, it, it ain't going to be no problem to instantly gel. And he has been on it since day one mm-hmm. in Cleveland. I missed it again, didn't I? Yep. Yeah. I'm awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I like the cat. The Cavs are just such a good young team. Mm-hmm. And Donovan is such a proven playoff performer. Uh, I mean, his team results aren't haven't been great, but I mean, I'm sorry. You look at those Utah teams 
they were never really going to do anything. No. So, like, oh. it's whatever. Like, honestly, I just, you're not going to get it much. But this Cavs team, I they're not going to do anything this year. But, like, Garland, I think, is only, like, 23, maybe. Evan Mobley's 20. Jared Allen's, Jared Allen's, like, 24. Donovan, I think, is the oldest, and it's only because he didn't, he wasn't, like, one and done in college like the rest of them. <laughs> I think he played like two or three. I think he was like two years at Louisville. Damn. So it's just like, I think they're going to have a real chance to compete. Like, oh, I couldn't get out for a few years. Um, no. So I guess the real question, though, to get back more specifically about playoffs. Um, all right, so we've seen each team play in the mm-hmm. playoffs. Who are you leaning towards as winning the West and the East and inevitably the finals? Oh, so I mean... Ooh, boy. God. The West, honestly, to me, is such a toss-up. Uh, yeah, I'll give you that one. <laughs> like... it's, a, it's a crapshoot. Not because they're all bad, but because they're all so good. It's so competitive that I just don't know. I honestly think it'll come down to either LA team or Denver, just based okay. off of matchups, like who's playing where in the bracket. Um, yeah. And then for the East, I got. I I think it's gonna end up being oh it's. It's so hard because Boston and Philly play next round if they win. I plus they're to, both just they're all just toss ups, which plus, is like good because they're it, yeah. Because you're also sitting there too. It's like, well, I mean, is Giannis coming back? Because I mean, if Giannis comes back, I mean, Milwaukee like, Milwaukee's still in the well deservedly in that conversation. And honestly, I'm a little worried if I have to play. If the oh my god, if the Celtics have to <laughs> have to play Milwaukee, I'm not because we barely beat them, and that was them not having Chris Middleton. So I'm yeah. like, if that's a healthy Milwaukee team last year, I'm fairly certain they're in the they're going to the final. Well, oh, maybe not I the finals, know. but they're definitely. I mean, we'll see. We would see how they would play against Miami, but I think. I think in the East, it's either going to be Boston, Philly, or depending on Milwaukee, Milwaukee or the Heat. Like, so I'm with you. I mean, like, I know that's a lot of options, but like, that's just it's hard. It's, yeah, it's so <laughs> it's like it's so tight because, like I said, even Miami being the low the lower as low of a seed as they are and everything like that, it's still Miami. Like, it's mm-hmm. still Jimmy Butler, Bam. Kevin Love's on the team now. Eric Spolstra. Kevin Love played well, too. Yeah, he did. I think he had, like, 18 points. Like, so. there, it's it's a good year for playoffs. Yes. <laughs> like, so, honestly, though, like, my, my picks, my Western pick, I think, is more biased because um, this is the last chance for this team, and I really love this team. But they're all finally healthy now. 
<laughs> and so it's really hard to make excuses for him anymore. Like you can make you made it. You are, I was able to make. You're always able to make excuses for him in the past because at one point or another they've always had injuries to one of their main players, and so you're just like, okay, we'll give him a pass this time. But it's the Nuggets. Yep, I knew you were gonna say that. Jamal Jamal Murray back healthy, balling out. MPJ actually been able to be healthy all season for his standards. Like he still missed yeah. a, a decent amount of games, but he's but he's played and he's played very well. Uh, Aaron Gordon, I think, is played his best season of his entire career this year. Uh, KCP has been like I really thought they were in trouble when they let go of Monta Morris and uh, Will Barton when they traded him. But KCP has been has proven his worth and he, the way he mesh, his play style just meshes with the Joker mm-hmm. and then his defense. Uh, they're they have really good depth with plenty of experience because they have Uncle Jeff, Jeff Green coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. So it's just like. If they don't. To me, honestly, if they're not in the Western Conference finals again, you have to blow that roster up. Oh yeah, they're not like, working. <laughs> like, like, and it's but it's hard because it's like Jamal Murray really is like a perfect fit for Joker because he's great at slashing. He can shoot. He can take the responsibility of the ball, but he's better when he does when he's off the ball doing all those backdoor cuts, for, which is sure. perfect when you're running it off when you have when you have the Joker to run the offense through in the high post or whatever. Um. But like that duo clearly is not really doing much unless and like because to me when I say blow it up I mean at least like, I would look to move on from Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray mm-hmm. like both it's it's either you got to get rid of them both or just do it again and keep going with nothing yeah so I but I really. I just love that team. I love the Joker. I love Jamal Murray. I love MPJ. So I really want them to to prove that they are worth keeping together. And I know Willie will, would agree with me being a Nuggets fan. Yeah. Um, and then the East. Honestly, if if as great as Boston's depth is, like honestly though, I'm not too concerned about Philly. We handled Philly in the regular season. Um, we've handled Philly previous in previous postseasons. Like, yes, Embiid's a monster, but we have the perimeter defense and uh, Rob Williams and Al Horford terrific in the interior to at least make him work hard for it. And then we have the perimeter defense to to handle to slow down everyone else around him. So like the Philly doesn't scare me, but if Giannis is healthy, if, Gian- if Giannis healthy. plays and it whatever happened, I don't even I don't even remember hearing what the actual like diagnosis of his back injury was. Injury. They got X-rays. I'm sure that I think they turned they turned up negative. Yeah, if he, he comes back really hard on his tailbone, like if he comes back unhindered and they stay healthy, I as much as I hate to say it, like. Boston has better depth than Milwaukee. What the but fuck? how my God. That was deep. 
but how like i said we struggled stopping milwaukee without chris middleton and we didn't because we couldn't stop Giannis. Literally, Gian, like if you look at that series last year, like Giannis, I think still averaged. Oh, like I remember 30, watching that like series. thirty-four points or something. And even Game Seven, he scored like forty-something points. Dude was out insane. It's just they didn't have another like primary like shot creator, so we were able to focus in on that. So if they're healthy and everyone's back and Giannis is playing unhindered, I don't. I, I'm. I hate saying it, but I don't see us. I remember watching that because we had just gotten Winston as a puppy, so he was sleeping a lot. And uh-huh. Me and him were watching playoffs the whole uh, whole time, like every team pretty much. I remember yeah. watching that and being like, if Chris Middleton's healthy, they no chance Celtics win this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like don't get me wrong. I think we I think we could still beat Milwaukee. Uh just because again, our nope, not shooting that. Uh, because our our depth, oh, okay. <laughs> because of our depth and because of the Jays, like the Jays are just so insanely talented and work so well together because they've played their entire career professional careers together. Mm-hmm. So it's like that with Derek White being. Wow. I don't know if you know this because I don't know how much you really pay attention to boston but you definitely don't pay attention to Derek white Derek white right now like this season has had the best plus minus rating in the entire league like hmm. the dude has been insane like and he's doing it he's doing everything like i mean like when he first got traded to us last year he struggled shooting the three ball which is one of the things that slowed him that like didn't help. That's the dude with the messed up hairline, isn't it? I want to say with the messed up hairline. He's got the big, like, little fro, though, but it's not an actual fro. It's just long hair. <laughs> yeah, his hairline's whack. <laughs> okay. Uh, but anyways, like, he's... But, like, he's insanely good. Malcolm Brogdon was a finalist for Sixth Man of the Year this year. Uh, we still have Grant Williams, who's barely playing, who didn't, I don't, he didn't play at all, at least... In the first half during Atlanta, we were blowing him out. I, I went and did other things, so I didn't actually finish the game. Uh, but like, we still have Grant Williams. Sam Hauser has earned his spot in the rotation of literally just being one of the best marksmen in the league right now. And of course, mm-hmm. he is because he's the white boy. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, I love our depth, I love our shooting, and I love our defense. But it's just it's the Giannis effect, bro. I I really and then even then like if it's Nuggets, honestly though if Nuggets Bucks, I don't know who I. It's a coin flip on that one for the finals, because for the same reason, like the Nuggets don't have anyone that can stop Giannis, but the Bucks don't have anyone that can stop Joker. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I'm at, the, at that like point, Hawkeye. I would probably, I would give the edge probably to the Bucks just because they've already been to the finals and have won it. Yeah. I feel like Hawkeye right now with the Lakers. Like, don't give me hope. <laughs> like, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Please. Yeah. Well, they, they, they already done did it. Yep. They're giving me so much hope. <laughs> so much hope. 
Because like you can't, no matter, you can say what you want, but you can knock, knock LeBron James out like entirely. It's playoff time. LeBron's playing great. If Anthony Davis, it all honestly comes down to Anthony Davis. It's the glass house least, that is Anthony Davis. Doesn't literally come shattering to the shattering down. Yeah. Yeah. It comes down to Anthony Davis and at least one other person to show up. You see what happens when two other people show up. AR 15. Yeah. And, blowout. Yeah. So like literally you just need one to two other people to show up and Lakers are dangerous. Yeah. Like, like I said, like their post deadline team is just real good. Oh, bro. Real, real good. Like and that was I, with, I've always been a D-Lo fan outside of his college days because fuck Ohio State. Bro, Schroeder, Schroeder coming off the bench, too. He's been playing well. Yeah, it's nice to see him do his little bounce back after he... Bro, I swear uh, Schroeder only declined that offer from the Lakers to go sign with the Celtics just to sabotage the Celtics because he sucked. <laughs> There's a reason we traded him to the Houston Rockets. Bro, he's been playing well. And I don't Jim, even remember. Was, I don't even think it was the Houston Rockets. I know we traded him at the deadline, which got us Derek White. But there was a reason we traded him because he was terrible with Boston that for that first half of last year. Jared, uh, is it Vanderbilt? I forget his name. Dude, Jared he, I've I was. I think he up. started. Yeah, he might have. So He's good. Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt, I've been high on for a while in Minnesota. His defense. Willie's known about him since he was coming out. He was a bench player for uh, the the Nuggets. Uh, but I before he got sent to Minnesota, but I never really like noticed him. But when he got started getting minutes in Minnesota, I was noticing. I'm like, bro, this dude is, and I was like, this great rebounder and Not a guy who can literally. Who can literally? He can't shoot, but dude can jump out of the gym. Great rebounder and can defend all five positions. Bro, like they had that him on, is all, they have him on every yeah like they're every star player he guards. Yeah, he like you can't really coach that, and players like that will always be conducive to winning basketball. And he's proved it. He's been one of the most important players oh. for you guys since the day since the deadline oh yeah i think it just gives i think him his defense and him being in the rotation opens up anthony davis more on the defense defensive end Bro, because we we davis we had that discussion he, like where he made the comments of like all of his blocks and stuff were always coming because he didn't have to play center and he could play power forward and come off from the help mm-hmm. and use his length to swap Swat shots away, and Vanderbilt can play the center. Like if he's not, I, I'm assuming he's playing the center. I would play him at the center over and let Anthony Davis play the four. But either way, man, it's just the only thing he doesn't help Anthony Davis with is because he can't shoot. It's one more person that really isn't spacing the floor when Anthony Davis tries to go into the post. Literally. But like that, that's the only knock you can have against the guy. That's not that's not too bad. The one thing I've been loving is uh, Lakers can shoot threes now. 
Oh yeah, they can. Yeah, yeah. Like the Rui deal, which I think, I mean, it's obviously you say it now after last night's game, but like I think it really was an underrated acquisition because even I didn't think too much of it when it happened because it happened before it happened. I was literally like, what the fuck? <laughs> it, it happened before like before the big three team deal. So it's just like that just seemed a little like out of place. I'm like, okay. Like mm-hmm. good for good for Rui, I guess, because I was I was a fan of Rui's because I love watching Gonzaga basketball. So like I was like, all right, Rui, I see you. And then didn't think anything of it, but like because I know oh, he's he started a handful of games for you guys after he got and like he's played fairly well in, for for you guys so i'm like all right really a little underrated that's a bad shot why am i shooting that shot because i won't oh wait that's why <laughs> also i just am now realizing treads that me you and the point guard are the only ones that aren't eight eyes on our team really yep wow um a yeah game. i'm a i'm a I hate to say it, but yeah, I just I, I am a fan of this Lakers team. They're just they are really fun they're to watch. Exciting, yeah, they're fun they're fun to watch. watch. They they're they're back to playing basketball the right way. Um, they're healthy. They're f- which is their chemistry is unreal for how little they've for how li- yeah for how played, little they've meshed yeah. They their chemistry is just fantastic. That's fine. I didn't want to get that ball for the dunk, anyways. <laughs> it's all right. I'll just miss some free throws here. <laughs> no, nah, you're you're not your center. You're gonna hit these. Oh nope. God. <laughs> uh, it's, it's so I I've noticed there's a big correlation for me being able to listen to the gameplay and me being good because I've mm. been trash these last two games. Well. On, oh, we have the ball back. Okay. Well, on that note, since we've covered pretty much every playoff series, and we've made our predictions, or at least our picks, not really predictions, our picks of what we would like to see happen or what we think mm-hmm. will happen. Um, I guess unless you want to have anything else to say other than we are super excited to start to to talk Star Wars next episode. Yeah. Um. If you got nothing else, I guess we could just sign off and enjoy the rest of our night playing 2K. Yeah, I'm down for that. I'm just all, I, all I'm gonna say is this playoff series is looking to be a, a like a really good one. Yeah, exciting. I don't, good, uh, good outside games. of outside of Philly. Realistically, outside of Philly and Boston series, I don't, I don't see any of these games really. Uh, any of these series like ending soon. I think no. all, I think every single series will go at least six games. It'll be, so. it'll be fun to watch. That's yes. Really yes. So what, with that being said, uh, thank you all for listening to us blabber and get some serious off topic discussions about stadium naming rights. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and we will be, we will see you guys later welcome you back to our next chat <laughs>